Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another exciting episode of Forever News. The only news source that provides anything and everything anime and manga related. And we don't bore you. We get into it. Let's do it. Made my mistakes, but it's time to grow Before we continue, in case you don't know, I got an album out right now called The Rise of Tim Roosevelt. It's out on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, everywhere you get your music, including YouTube. You can listen to it. You can stream it. Uh, Yeah, please support. I appreciate everybody that has already supported because it's been a pretty awesome success. And yeah, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt out now. And first story on the agenda. Big, big, big news. Unfortunate news at that. Or shall I say maybe? Maybe even bad news regarding Naruto's OG episodes, the brand new Naruto episodes that were incoming. Because in case you don't know, starting September 3rd, there was supposed to be every week for four weeks, a brand new episode of the OG Naruto back when Naruto, Sasuke, and Sakura was still Ganin, you know, before Shippuden and all of that jazz. There was supposed to be some brand new episodes and a lot of people, including myself, were beyond ecstatic for this because it's like, yo, dog, that's... OG Naruto, let's freaking go. It's been forever, and considering the Boruto anime been off air for a while now, it's like some new Naruto animation wouldn't be that bad. However, I come bearing unfortunate news regarding OG Naruto episodes, the new ones, and that's that they've been delayed. Yes, unfortunately, according to reports, it says here, Naruto's 20th anniversary new anime, which was initially scheduled for broadcast on September 3rd, has been postponed due to, quote-unquote, further improvement in the quality of the project. New broadcast schedule will be announced on the official website when decided, and I believe they said it's been indefinitely postponed, so they have no, as of this time, idea of when they're going to actually announce that it is returning or that, you know, it's going to happen a release date and i'll say while yes it is a little bit disappointing like especially that they just announced this you know days before it's supposed to happen not even i don't think a week before the episodes were supposed to start happening ultimately i'd say it's still for the betterment of it and it's still a good thing because if they're taking their time to make sure that this thing is polished to make sure that this thing looks the way it's supposed to look considering this is a big celebration right naruto anniversary fans have been waiting for for something like this for a long time there's no boruto anime that means that this is something that they're actually caring about and they're going to make sure it looks good because what we don't want is them to you know rush it out and it looks bad or it's unimpressive and it's like eh, whatever this was what the hype was all about if they come bearing their a game with top tier art animation all of that jazz the bells and whistles Fans are going to be like, hey, okay, you know, why not? Because at the end of the day, this is something not just a run-of-the-mill, like, you know, squeeze some filler episodes in between the canon. This is a special thing that we haven't had brand new OG Naruto episodes in forever. So the fact that they're doing this, 
It's pretty freaking hype. Uh, we got a little bit of insight despite the big delays on what the story is going to be about because a lot of us, including myself, were curious. Like, so is this just going to be like a remake of certain key points of the story? Like, what the heck is this going to be? Well, according to reports, it says here, new information revealed in Weekly Shonen Jump about the now postponed Naruto 20th anniversary anime project. Team 7 takes on a new mission? In Kakashi's absence, Team 7 embarks on a mission. Surprisingly, Naruto is the temporary team captain. So, let's look at this clearly. Um, even though on the image, because there's a poster image that has Kakashi on it, it seems as though Kakashi is not going to be involved unless this is one of those things. Because again, you gotta remember, this is OG Naruto where all the senseis are trying to teach the kids a lesson. He probably put, you know, okay, let me put Naruto the one that's the least capable of being the leader of this whole situation in charge. And maybe Kakashi's gonna be in the background. Think of, what was it? Kakashi's mask? when, when Or when he got unmasked shall i say there was like a whole episode of him like being in disguise maybe kakashi is going to be lurking watching them as they progress to a mission and seeing like okay how do they manage with naruto being the team leader especially considering you know naruto's whole goal at some given point is i want to be the hokage i want to be the leader of the village so giving him this opportunity as well would be a great training tool because again one more time this is og naruto this isn't shippuden this isn't boruto this is when they were little kids and they were still getting a lot of different life lessons so yeah it sounds interesting and i'm imagining what happened and why we got this information now this was probably already supposed to you know actually happen and it must be a last minute thing when they were like yo dog it's just not ready like <laughs> we could lie and you know rush this thing out but it's just not ready and they were like all right but you know i mean we can't change the print this has already been sent out but ultimately yeah it seems as though despite everything the naruto project animation thingy majig starting september 3rd is not happening until who knows when i have a little bit of a theory that i want to throw in here my own personal thing of it is interesting that this is getting delayed and initially i thought it would have been great considering the fact that storm connections a lot of us assumed would have come out in october it sounded like eh, that'd be a good release date to drop storm connections usually a lot of the storm games have come out notoriously around octoberish time the fact that storm connections ain't coming out till i think they said november 17th if i'm not mistaken somewhere in november maybe this is going to be delayed like a month or two and then it will lead into the storm connections which again storm connections not only does it have new content but it's also going to play from storms one through four and then additional boruto related stuff so that could also be the case maybe they're going to delay it a month or two in order to kind of line it up better with storm connections cross promo all of those things that's a possibility but if it doesn't come out by you know that time period then yeah theory not that great but either way that's uh the news that we have that the naruto 20th anniversary anime is delayed till who knows when and it's going to be about in kakashi's absence team 7 going on a mission with naruto being the temporary team captain I'm still excited for it whenever it does show up. And in fact, I'm probably more excited now because not only there's going to be the, you know, factor of waiting, but the factor of, okay, they made us wait for a reason. This better have some good art and animation and it better be a banger. Also in other Naruto related news, apparently it's been floating around that a Naruto live action movie is in development by Lionsgate, which just to throw in something, Lionsgate has had the rights to the Naruto franchise to do a live action film 
for about like eight years now. I want to say it was eight or nine years that they announced that they had the rights to do something with it. They ain't done nothing. It could very well be that, hey, they're putting it out in the press again. Like, yo, we're developing something because of the high talks and all of that regarding the One Piece live action. And, you know, the positivity that they probably thought by the time they released this info. And in general now that, yo, One Piece is getting some love. So Lionsgate was probably like, yo, let them know that we still got that Naruto thing in development. Now that that One Piece thing is getting love. But Lionsgate has had the rights to the Naruto, you know, franchise to make a movie for a long time. It also could be that maybe the rights that they license are, you know, close to expiring. Because that's also a thing where, like, yo, your rights are going to expire if you don't use them. And maybe that could be the reason why it's like, okay, let's get something happening before we lose the rights. And we wasted millions and millions of dollars licensing this thing and never did nothing with it. But it says here... Tasha Huo, who wrote The Witcher on Netflix, has completed a new script draft. Who's excited? Okay, if this Tasha Huo wrote The Witcher, and I'm assuming it's for the first or all of The Witcher in general, because the first season of The Witcher is best. Don't don't lie. Don't sit here and try and play with me right now. You can't change my mind. Season one of The Witcher was the best, okay? And if this Tasha Huo was the one that wrote it, my God, this could be a great, great, great film for naruto assuming this Tasha huo is also a naruto fan and understands the story and understands the characters very well because that is integral to making things happen also if it does get fully into development the same way it worked out for the one piece live action seemingly working out with having Ichiro oda on board call in kishimoto immediately okay have kishimoto there make sure he's heavily involved make sure he's approving things before you go any further you got a script good you got it from the witcher writer great the witcher is fantastic i love the witcher season one season two i didn't even finish up i don't know i don't know now henry cavill's leaving i think after season three and they're replacing him i don't (laughs) season one was great um (laughs) yeah this is pretty big and again i want to say that they're doing this on the backs of the fact that one piece live action is getting a lot of positivity and a lot of people are hopeful for it we'll see how things go because just because we you know are seemingly striking some luck with the one piece one doesn't mean that the other live actions are going to come in pouring with the same level of passion and the same people behind them that made one piece actually a a thing right now so we'll see but i guess it's good news that we got somebody that is a you know quality right on board and Lionsgate again announcing like yeah we still it's been eight years but we still got it <laughs> we're gonna do something at some point I, I promise you I don't know do something you know do something even if it's bad just do something so we can move on just don't do Dragon Ball Evolution levels please my god please this will be like one piece will be a few steps forward and if this thing is bad it'll be many steps back because in the west Naruto It's like Dragon Ball and Naruto are the ones that reign supreme no matter what you want to say. I love One Piece of Dev, but let's keep it real. Mainstream wise, it's Dragon Ball and Naruto, okay? And I I say, I know it's Naruto, okay? Naruto, I I get it. Naruto. And also, apparently, this is some official uh, summer 2023 artwork. I think it's from studio piro but this is official artwork for naruto and the naruto characters and i'm not gonna lie this shit is amazing you have in the back kiba with akamaru you have shino you got sakura and notice behind sakura she drew in the sand naruto and sasuke that was really dope nice touch you got hinata back there you got rock lee it looks like i don't know he's training with a watermelon you got neji god bless neji you got neji in there you got ten ten like hey i got madara's fan you got eno you got Choji and some watermelon back there. And you got uh, 
Shikamaru back there as well. We got, I got a lot. This art is great. The sunset looks awesome. The little Naruto and Sasuke, you know, drawing in the sand, not actually having them there, but they're still there in a way. Great. I, I'm, I'm really impressed. This looks really awesome. I don't know why they did this, but why not? Yeah, I think that's all the Naruto news that we have for this one. Shoutouts to Naruto. Moving forward, in case you don't know, the One Piece live action as you're watching this is out now on Netflix. All eight episodes. And we got a bunch of different pieces of news regarding that. So let's jump into it. For starters, we had one more uh, note from Eichiro Oda regarding the live action. and said, believe it or not, that world actually exists it's ready the live action one piece since it's on netflix you can watch it in your household or on your smartphone but it might as well be a movie so you should watch it on as big a screen as possible with the volume cranked up and enjoy it as many times as you like see you can start to hear it the fearsome roar of the pirates do you have your swords food already whatever you do spare your lives off you go on to the great pirate era so just oda kind of you know getting the hype going a little bit more but then there's a little bit more as well because apparently uh uh, as of the debut of this thing, Netflix's One Piece debut to impressive Rotten Tomatoes score. It's time to set sail. It's been ages since One Piece came to light, and now the Straw Hat crew is embracing its new era. Netflix has finally released its live-action adaptation of One Piece, and the ambitious TV series tackles the anime's East Blue Saga. Just before the show went live, a slew of reviews for One Piece went live, and the critics have pushed the show's Rotten Tomatoes scores higher and higher. Currently, One Piece is sitting at a solid 82% score with critics, while the audience score puts the show at 95 Fans are pouring in reviews as they take in Netflix's One Piece. And as for the critics, there are just over 20 reviews included at this point. The majority label the series fresh. And of course, comicbook.com was one of them. Just like superhero films before them, live action anime has had a rough go in Hollywood. But every streak must end. Netflix's One Piece marks a definitive turn in that sour reputation. The adaptation is worthy of telling the Pirate King's tale. From Slash Film to The Rap and The Hollywood Reporter, Netflix's One Piece has done right by critics. Now fans are eating up the ambitious adaptation after years of waiting. Created by a team of fans, Netflix's One Piece is a clear love letter to the original manga, and it was overseen by series creator Eichiro Oda since day one. Now the cast and crew are reaping the rewards of their work, so let's give a cheer to this game-changing anime adaptation. And I'll be honest with you, as of the recording of this, I have not seen it yet. I do plan to eventually get to it. I've got a little bit of a couple other side things doing. You already know Tim Roosevelt in the building. But uh, yeah, I have not been able to check it out yet, but I eventually will. And on my other channel, you will see, or on my twitch.com slash Tim Roosevelt uh, streaming, I'll either watch it live or I'll talk about it or something. You guys will get my thoughts on it at some given point when I get to it. But I can't say right now if it's yay or nay. However, I've seen a lot of positive reviews for it. And again, I say with no bias that if it is indeed good, good. <laughs> Oda deserves it the you know streak of everybody saying all anime to live action adaptations are garbage ending that's a good thing so shout outs to that again I just haven't gotten to it and yeah when I do I'll let you guys know what I think but people are talking and saying that it's dope so maybe it is try it out for yourself don't be swayed one way or another until you actually witness it yourself because it is out 
Now, One Piece live action Netflix. Moving forward, cool news on the Bleach side of things. Apparently, Bleach Gokui Meimei Hen One Shot will receive a special color edition release on September 4th, 2023. The original work was published in Weekly Shonen Jump issues number 36 slash 37 in 2021. In case you don't know, that was those one shot or it was a one shot, very long one shot that was released a couple years back of it was a sequel to the ending of Bleach called No Breaths from Hell, I think, or, or yeah, I believe it was something along the lines of no breaths from hell it was really really dope and apparently they're doing an official color release of that thing which i ain't gonna lie that that's awesome and hey great because i ain't gonna lie lately i've been really enjoying having colored comics like i've been you know reading more of like dc and marvel stuff and all sorts of really cool things but a part two for it would have been even better you know what i'm saying kubo 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 i know you're busy with the you know the anime of the thousand year blood war and all of that stuff but i'm just saying if you want to bless us with the you know continuation of no breath from hell we're not mad at it you know this coloring is great that's that's awesome color edition hells yeah but we'd even more so appreciate getting you know part two yeah <laughs> ended with a cliffhanger you know Although I'm having no doubts that especially the success of the Thousand of Blood War anime and people really raving and being excited about it, that this No Breaths From Hell thingy-majig will eventually be adapted into probably a movie, I'm going to assume. There will probably be a big movie for it and maybe even a Bleach game for consoles at that point. I don't know. I'm throwing that part in there of like hopeful and wishful thinking, but I'm pretty sure that they're lining this thing up to be like one big movie and that'd be kind of cool. But either way, yes, the Bleach No Breath From Hell manga one shot is being released or re-released as a colored edition September 4th. Moving forward, an announcement that I hope is not just going to make fans excited only to let them down because anytime there's a Berserk announcement about announcements, usually it's like everyone, including myself, is like, yo, you know what we want. <laughs> hey, y'all yeah, know what we want. Come on, y'all know what we want from Berserk. Stop playing. Anime when? New anime with uh, the rightful deserving quality of art and animation what, what when's that happening you know what i'm saying because apparently berserk by kentaro miura studio gaga koji mori will have an announcement alongside the release of volume 42 out september 20 and i want to just straight up temper our expectations and say expect very little to nothing and hope that we get something uh, let me not say expect little to nothing hope for the best but accept whatever it's going to be <laughs> you know what i'm saying because at the end of the day we've gotten very much so stirred up for like oh man it's gonna be the anime is finally happening you know all this and that they're gonna redo all that 2016 nonsense and yeah they'll be like yo coloring book incoming or yo those movies that they they released in japan they're bringing them to the west or something like that which the movies is just like they added extended scenes to the golden age movies that they released many years ago so yeah again don't expect a whole lot but you never know maybe they'll surprise us and be like yo anime adaptation from the beginning faithful by studio mappa and we're all gonna go oh my god or again it could be i don't know a, a pen set a, a pen collection or hairpins or some shit like that you, you never know when it comes to berserk either way big announcement incoming september 29th alongside the release of volume 42 let's keep our fingers crossed that it's something that we actually want and not pens and 
I don't know, bottled water with guts, although that'd be kind of cool to get, like, guts on your bottle of water, Griffith or Costco, but yeah. <laughs> Moving forward, Dragon Ball Volume 37 by Shuichi Aso, The Disastrous Life of Saiki K. This is part of the Dragon Ball Super Gallery project to commemorate the 40th anniversary of the series. Every month, different mangaka will redesign one of the 42 covers of the series until November 2024, and this one is a really, really dope one. Let me look at it closely with the inspiration on the side yeah the inspiration on the side was dope and i ain't gonna lie this one is really good way way better than the kingdom one i i, I don't know if it was like it was probably a few episodes ago where we looked at the kingdom one the kingdom one was horrendous I, i'll be honest with you this one this author put there or this artist author artist you know this creator put his foot into it because it looks great trunks looks awesome the supreme kai looks great Goten looks okay, a little, little off for Goten, like the eyes in particular kind of seem very, I don't know, simple, I don't know what it is, but either way, I rock with it heavy, I really like this one, the shoe on the head, all of it is just like, good job right here, I rocks with it. And then also, while we're talking about the gallery project of Dragon Ball, the next up will be Katsura Hoshino, the mangaka of The Gray Man, who will be the next to participate in the Dragon Ball Super Gallery project in next month's Psycho Jump, issue number 11, 2023. So the next homage to Dragon Ball, you know, redrawing one of the covers of the volumes and whatnot, will be the author of The Katsura Hoshino and the author of The Gray Man, one amazing, amazing artist with all sorts of talents. So as long as this author gives it their all, this is going to be fire. And I'm excited about it. But shout-outs to the Gray Man. Shout-outs to Katsuro Hoshino. And yeah, this Dragon Ball Super Gallery project continues. And we still got like another year and change until it's over. But yeah. Next up, Undead Unluck will be releasing a second light novel titled Romantic Hitesha no Kyujitsu in October 4th, 2023. Which, that's interesting because there was also an announcement that Mashal will be releasing a third light novel titled Mash Burn Dead Togangang Ikoze in October 4th, 2023. This new novel will be releasing alongside its upcoming fan book and the final volume of this series. I'm going to throw a shot in the dark that maybe Jump has some sort of agreement with a few of these, you know, creatives that, yo, we need X amount of light novels because for Mosh and Undead Our Luck to be dropping light novels on the same day, that's, I guess I'll, I'll say interesting, but also like this probably something contractually why they are happen to come out on the same day. Like a light novel doesn't just happen overnight, you know what I'm saying? But shout outs to both of them. And again, rest in peace to Marshall Magic and Muscles. It's over. Thankfully, I don't think it was canceled. It was more along the lines of probably, well, I don't want to say it wasn't canceled, but it, it was probably more so on the author's own terms that it ended opposed to just straight up, yo, get out of the magazine. But yeah, the anime didn't do so well, and manga sales started to dip, so, yeah. Moving forward, Sakamoto Days has apparently reached 3.5 million copies in circulation with 13 volumes, and those are decent sales, I'm not gonna lie, decent, decent sales. Again, I just gotta stress, though, that in comparison to all of his other, you know, predecessors in Jump, or even the recently removed from Jump Black Clover, it's definitely an eye-opener of, like, yo, 
outside of like you know the Jujutsu Kaisen era and whatnot, everything since then, like from the martial magic and muscles and undead unluck era and on, this is the biggest seller. Like you take away Jujutsu Kaisen, One Piece, and My Hero, and Sakamoto Days is the biggest seller in the magazine. That's kind of crazy. <laughs> that's, that's, that's kind of crazy. I, I don't know. Let me know what you guys think about this bad boy though. Sakamoto Days, yeah, the leader of Shonen Jump. Don't get me wrong. Sakamoto Days is very good. From what I've read, it was enjoyable. It was a breakaway from the norm. But it just makes me question, like, yo, Shonen Jump is the most popular magazine of manga in the world. Like, Shonen Jump is number one. So if they're number one and one of their newbies or, you know, one of the leaders of the new school, so to speak, Sakamoto Days, is doing these numbers, opposed to we had eras like <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Sayer, you know, all the way in the hundreds of millions. Well, granted, those were anomalies. These sales is like they're great. But in comparison to the previous gen, it looks like the big bang that the manga industry had from like the COVID era and stuff like that has definitely come to an end. All of those manga fans that hopped on board because like, yo, I'm bored as hell in the house. Everyone's talking about manga. Yeah, I'm a buy manga. I'm a read manga. That's that's done. Like this is a, a strong testament to that whole wave of, you know, those crazy sales doing all of this. It was disgusting amounts of sales that these manga were doing. Kaiju number eight debuted in that era. And I remember it would be like 500, 600, 700,000 first week sales. It was astronomical. That That's done. <laughs> that, that's done. And we got Sakamoto days. Thankfully, I think Jump ain't really shaking in their boots too much because while the main print magazine is doing like for the new school stuff like this, and Jump Plus, there are things like Kaiju Number Eight and you know Spy Family and Chainsaw Man that are doing the crazy numbers. So it might be like they're okay with taking the dip because it might be that Jump is looking at it like this, right? It might be that Jump Plus is where they're going to sell manga, where they're going to primarily make the stories that the people that buy manga are going to go out and buy manga, while the official, you know print magazine while the series that they put in there aren't going to necessarily sell volumes of the comics the manga ultimately they're going to be able to get licensed into big anime and they're going to get crazy licensing fees for those anime they're going to get crazy merchandise deals they're going to get all sorts of stuff like that so they're probably divvying it up in that manner that you know the edgy stuff the chainsaw mans the all of those things that well spy family ain't necessarily edgy but it was a gamble in and of itself of being like you know this family friendly thing that you know Either way, it seems as though and Kaiju number eight, the action stuff that sells, they're gonna start slowly transitioning over to Jump Plus and the remnants of, you know, the, the era of battle series is you know, we got One Piece, we got Jujutsu Kaisen, and we got My Hero, then everything else after that is just like some different type of stuff. But yeah, Jump is going down a way different direction than I ever would have guessed, considering like just a few years back we was having like banger after banger with massive major sales, but it might be that, you know, same thing happened back in the 90s with comic books where over here it would be like a million print first week for a Spider-Man issue. And then a few years after all the, the hype ended, you know, a lot of people were left with millions of copies of comics in their comic book stores because the rush of comics is over. The rush of manga sales might be headed that way as well. Nonetheless, I feel like I shit it all over Sakamoto Days, which was not my intention. Shout out to Sakamoto Days, because 3.5 million is still insane sales 
Kudos to Sakamoto. Moving forward, Gintama is teasing a new project underway to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the series. More information will be revealed next week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 41. I wonder what project. Could it be a movie? Could it be a one-shot? Well, no, one-shot wouldn't be announced as a project. Maybe they're going to... I'm not going to expect much either. Let me not even jump out and say movie because movie seems like a very tall order. Who knows? Maybe it could be something anime-related, though, like anime TV series-wise. I don't know, but... Definitely interesting. Oh, it could be something to do with that. The spinoff of uh, Gintoki with the glasses. Uh, Sensei Gintoki. Could be something to do with that. I'm not sure. But yeah, look out for something Gintama related. I'm always welcoming it. Moving forward, Haikyuu Fest 2023 will be revealing its latest information next week in Weekly Shonen Jump issue number 41. The event is scheduled to be held September 24th, 2023. And this is the event that is going to announce the, you know, specifics and details on the upcoming Haikyuu films that is going to adapt the finale of Haikyuu that a lot of people are very upset. Like, yo, how you go from giving us (laughs) these adaptations of the TV anime to this? So... I'm expecting a lot of people being like, yeah, that's cool. Just give us a damn movie so we could end this. We don't even care, whatever, because Haikyuu fans got done dirty in the end. While Kuroko no Basket got a faithful adaptation through, Haikyuu was like, it feels as though it, I think, is due to COVID because right when Haikyuu was coming to its end, when COVID happened and there was delays on production and maybe the wave of Haikyuu kind of wrapped itself up and because production couldn't continue, maybe it started off as maybe they were going to do a season of Haikyuu, you know, another season or two. And once the manga ended and the hype died down, they were like, financially, it doesn't make much sense. Let's just wrap this bad boy up into a couple of movies. So that very well could be the case. Quick update for My Hero Academia fans. Apparently, My Hero Academia will will be on break next week in weekly shonen jump issue number 41 the series will resume in issue number 42 as scheduled so my hero fans i mean i I would say clap it up and be excited that horikoshi gets a break because as we always say it's already very redundant repetitive and all that jazz that horikoshi's falling apart and he needs a break and well here's another little break i think a lengthy break would be the most suited but considering the manga feels like it's finally moving pacing wise again towards getting things done maybe Horikoshi will be able to outlast you know uh, what he's going through and wrap this thing up because it looks like we're headed towards the final last few battles of the manga and that's good but still it's like dog these this is ridiculous and moving forward I don't think any manga should have to go through this if you're falling apart take I don't care if you're in the final stretch or whatever take three to four months off come back for refresh or something because this is ridiculous at this point but yeah Moving forward, big, 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 big news uh, for fans of this manga. Shonen Jump is ending another one. Shonen Jump is canceling another one. Now, granted, this isn't one that I was really all that hype or enthusiastic for. I never really got into it. But uh, Fabricant 100 by Daisuke Enoshima has ended this week with Chapter 36 and Weekly Shonen Jump issue number Forty, and that's crazy that yo they let this thing which it's good i'm not gonna because you know we always complain that they cut things off very short they let this thing go for 36 weeks which is a lot longer than a lot of other ones that get canceled there's manga that get canceled in 10 chapters 15 16 chapters 20 chapters they let this bad boy go all the way up to 36 i think it would have been cool to have let it gone for the full year but then that also probably would have raised expectations of like yo it made it past the first year it's gonna get an anime and 
they probably saw the writings on the wall maybe people aren't that hype about it and decided to cut the cord while they still had the opportunity before fans got too attached but yeah fabric and 100 which is a newbie in shonen jump or kind of newbie-ish uh gets axed this week with uh issue number 40 for chapter 36 is kind of wild jump you know i don't know i don't want to throw a lot of hate on jump because i feel like they gave this one a lot more room to breathe than most you know i'm still looking at uh horikoshi creator of my hero academia's first work that got or one of his first works sensei no boge aka barrage that they canceled that after 16 chapters homie you know what i'm saying you got to 36 so they gave it a a fairish shake i would say so yeah and i'd imagine that cancellation alongside with black clover uh moving from shonen jump to jump giga is what led to weekly shonen jump will be launching a total of three new series in issues number 41 42 and 43 which i'm imagining okay if they just canceled fabricate 100 black clover left i'm imagining there's a possibility they might actually cancel one more series and i'm wondering what that could be i'm going to assume there's a possibility that it will be icehead gill i think that that might be on the chopping block next i'm gonna be honest i think icehead gill is something that while it was cool in concept the art looked cool in the beginning i personally after like chapter six or seven dropped it because it just kind of felt like it wasn't going anywhere i could see that being up on top of that i think in the latest shonen jump rankings it was like at the bottom it was last so it might be a case of yeah that's next on the chopping block they're gonna get that stuff up out of here so yeah three new series incoming in 41 42 43 i hope they bring something dope i mean yo black clover is gone there's just so much that is gone 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 from shonen jump from the chainsaw man black clover demon slayer throughout the years we lost some of the heaviest of hitters they need they need a hit if I'm being all honest, they need a hit. They need something that is going to be revolutionary, something that is going to break the mold, something that is going to be in and of itself uh, a creative piece that is from the heart of an artist that is trying to make something that is fresh and not using the typical Shonen Jump generic formula. And probably, I'm going to say, maybe in the line of battle manga, if Shonen Jump is still in the business of putting battle manga in the main magazine. But yeah, they need a hit. One of these manga need to be a hit, and they need to come ASAP. We'll see what happens. But yeah, Shonen Jump bringing in three new manga with the canceling of Fabric in 100 and Black Clover leaving the magazine to go to Jump Giga. Moving forward, I don't know why I found this fascinating, mainly because the comic art looks like Johnny Depp. But anime adaptation is upcoming for the pop popular it business thriller trillion game by ah oh, this is why i, t- I want to talk about it by dr stone writer inagaki richiro and ikegami ryoichi sanctuary and crying freeman judging from a recent web domain two very different men team up to build up a successful it company and the main character on the book looks like johnny depp and considering it's the writer of dr stone I like Dr. Stone. I thought it was pretty dope. It wasn't my favorite per se, but I thought it was awesome. So yeah, let's see what the heck this is all about. Also an IT business. Like I don't think I've ever read a manga like that. So shout outs to Richiro Inagaki giving it a shot again with another manga. And what publication is this? Does it say the public? I don't think it says the public 
presented yeah i don't see the publication on here but i gotta assume that this isn't with shueisha and it is telling that a lot of these published or a lot of these artists they get into shueisha they get into jump once their big you know smash hit is done they be out of jump and they be out of shueisha they go to you know uh, kodansha they go to shogakugan little telling little telling going forward we got some updates on the upcoming stages for jump Festa. Last week we spoke about that there was going to be some news for the upcoming, you know, Jump Festa. In case you don't know what Jump Festa is, usually around December of every year, we get a big festival that lately they've actually been live streaming it over here in the West that we could watch, where they announce all sorts of different stuff, the upcoming films for anime, the upcoming trailers for anime adaptations of manga. Many different things happen. Some mangaka take the stage to announce big things for their series, and this is the announcement so far of the stages that we have. Now, now, Jump Festa 2024 stages reveal red super stages will be One Piece, My Hero Academia. I'm imagining just people applauding when I say One Piece. Hey! My Hero Academia. Hey! Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah! And Haikyuu. Cricket, cricket, cricket. Those movies really blew up the fandom down bad, huh? Uh, and then we got uh, Spy Family, Kaiju Number 8, and Chainsaw Man. And Prince of Tennis, Blue Exorcist, Roni Kenshin. Now let's throw some speculation on here. One Piece, it'll probably be more coverage of the live action. Maybe they'll have some of the uh, people from the live action on stage or whatnot. I'm, I'm imagining it's going to be mostly about uh, pushing forward you know, the live action. My Hero Academia, probably more updates on the upcoming season as well as the upcoming film that they announced, My Hero Academia the movie. That's going to be exciting. Jujutsu Kaisen will probably just be a wrap-up of the Shibuya incident. Maybe highlights and having the actors talk about their favorite moments. Maybe some like manga animations for the upcoming stuff that we won't see for a year or two until they adapt it so not expecting too much from Jujutsu Kaisen there's a possibility they could announce a movie I doubt it um but yeah there's that Haikyuu it'll more than likely be mainly talking about those last films to adapt the series good stuff there well no not good stuff the fans are mad bad stuff bad stuff uh Spy Family it'll more than likely be for the upcoming season of the anime uh and the movie previews trailers all of that good stuff for Spy Family Kaiju number eight it'll more than likely be another very big trailer for the anime showcasing what's about to go down that's going to be very exciting because Kaiju number eight might be one of the next ones up Chainsaw Man will be also more than likely about the upcoming season of the anime and the movie that I'm imagining is going to be I'm guessing they're going to have the movie be the finale of Chainsaw Man Part 1 that's what I'm guessing they're going to do but yeah so it's probably going to be some pretty exciting stuff again I say My Hero is going to be exciting with new stuff Spy Family Kaiju Number 8 and Chainsaw Man One Piece will be like you know live action stuff Jujutsu Kaisen will be just recap Haikyuu will be the movie so yeah a lot of it more the Jump Plus stuff will be exciting stuff Prince of Tennis I'm not familiar with it there will be something for Prince of Tennis I don't know Blue Exorcist I remember them announcing some new uh, type of anime project that was coming so it'll probably be something about that maybe a teaser not a full length trailer maybe a teaser or an image maybe a little more insight into it and Moroni Kenshi will probably just be like recaps and maybe tellings of the future of the new anime that they got going right now uh, there's some more blue stages there's blue super stages for blue box the elusive samurai undead unluck mission yozakura family bleach gintama Kimetsu no Yaiba, Dr. Stone, Marshall, Chained Soldier, Hokkaido Gals. Okay, I'm not. Well, okay, I'll read them. Hokkaido Gals, Torture Princess, Ron Komonohashi, Deranged Detective, Don the Don, Jigoku Raku, and World Trigger. And just brief 
speculation for all of them. Blue Box, maybe anime at this point. It's pretty successful. Uh, likewise with Elusive Samurai, although I'm not having too high expectations for the anime because the manga never really jumped off. Uh, Undead Unluck, probably just more trailers of the anime that will already be out by then. Yeah, October is the release date, so it'll probably just be either something looking into the future of the anime, something along the lines of that. Mishino Zakuro Family, maybe a, a trailer for the actual anime. Bleach, more talks of the previous season of the Thousand Year Blood War, and a look into what's to come for the Thousand Year Blood War anime. Gintama will be an announcement of whatever that anime project that they're teasing to come. Kimetsu no Yaiba, probably be about the Hashirira training arc and potentially the announcement of that rumored trilogy movie set for the Infinity Castle. Looking forward for that. Dr. Stone, probably more on the remainder of the anime. And Masha will be on core two of the anime because they already announced that. I don't know nothing about Chain Soldier, Hokkaido Gals, or Torture Princess. Ron Komonohashi, the Reigns Detective. I think the anime will be out by then, so probably just a look into that and to promote the anime. Don the Don, I'm expecting big news for the first trailer for the anime at that point. Don the Don might be up next. Jigoku Raku, maybe next season of Hell's Paradise. And World Trigger, maybe Toei is going to come with another season of World Trigger. World Trigger has a very big and dedicated fandom. And then there's going to be some green jump studios sakamoto days probably just be the announcement hey anime is happening nothing more than that other than anime happening and maybe like some you know manga sketches and stuff like that me and roboko will be for the movie for that akane banashi i don't think it'll be for the anime yet i think it's still early for akane banashi. don't quote me on that it might be still too early for akane banashi but akane banashi is a big hit so probably be more like a merch drop for akane banashi and then there's bokuyaku battery don't know 2.5d seduction magiliumer ko ltd red cat ramen Oshinoko, Oshinoko out of all those, that's the only one I'm familiar with and more than likely that'll be just like, hey yo, that anime is gonna continue because that shit is mad popular. Uh, Moriarty, The Patriot, and Dark Gathering. I've heard of Moriarty, but maybe another season of the anime. So a lot of really cool stuff to look forward to from Jump Festa for some of the smaller titles and stuff like that. Yeah, I guess it's gotta wait and see what actually comes from it, but I'm excited. Moving forward, PlayStation Plus service raises prices for annual subscription tiers on September 6th, which reminds me, maybe I should cancel because I really don't play online at all. Sony Interactive Entertainment announced on Wednesday that it is increasing the annual subscription price of its PlayStation Plus online gaming subscription service across all regions beginning September 6th. Current annual subscriptions will not see the new price until their next renewal date after November 6th. The new 12-month subscription prices are as follows. Uh, for PlayStation Plus Essential 12-month subscription, it'll be $80 up from, god damn, it'll be up from $60 to $80, and that's USD. For the PlayStation Plus Extra 12-month subscription, go to it. It'll be $134.99 up from $99. What? Oh, hell no, bro. We is not gaming online no more. And then the premium 12-month subscription will be 160 up from 120 They are out of their minds. That is a outrageous jump. Oh, God. Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I'm done. PlayStation Plus is required for many online multiplayer games, and the service also offers several free games each month. PlayStation Plus Essential gives subscribers access to online multiplayer games, two free games a month. Uh, and cloud storage for saves. The extra tier has everything from Essential, but also includes access to a back catalog of PS4 and PS5 games. The premium tier has everything. Yeah, that that's cool and all, but I am not paying 
80 bucks to play online. I'm not paying 135 bucks. I'm not playing. I'm not paying none of this, bro. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Sorry. Offline platformers or something for me. I'm not. This is ridiculous. Moving forward, Dragon Ball anime rights reportedly in limbo amid Shueisha shakeup. Hmm, what's what's this one about? Dragon Ball isn't one for drama, but every franchise has its ups and downs. Since its creation, the series has been a hot seller, and its legendary status has made the IP all the more profitable. From the Dragon Ball anime to its manga and various games, the brand dips into just about everything. But if a new report is true, the anime rights may be in limbo following a shakeup at Shueisha. So let's break down the whole situation. The news comes straight straight from Japan, courtesy of Bunshun Online and Dragon Ball fans such as Herms98. Herms98 is credible when it comes to Dragon Ball news. Been, he's been doing it for many, many years, so he's credible. We're quick to break down the report. It turns out Akio Ioku, a major figure behind the Dragon Ball anime, has stepped down from their role in the Dragon Ball room at Shueisha. For those who don't know, the Dragon Room was created a, f- a few years back, and it functions as a think tank for Dragon Ball. Ioku was the head of the group, but he has now left Shueisha to form his own company called Capsule Corporation Tokyo. As the reports detail, Ioku wants Shueisha to carry on with its manga rights for Dragon Ball, but he argues Capsule Corporation Tokyo should take on other media like the anime, games, and more. As you can imagine, Shueisha isn't all that eager to get rid of Dragon Ball's extra rights. The company makes bank off Goku's popularity after all. Boonshun Online says Shueisha is reluctant to part with any Dragon Ball rights, and there are negotiations ongoing between the companies. At this time, the only thing Shueisha will confirm is Ioku's leave from the company, so we know that much. You are wondering what Akira Toriyama thinks about the debacle. The creator of Dragon Ball is gagged on the topic. He admitted he could only comment on the situation through Shueisha so the creator can keep their feelings on the matter private. However, Toriyama did say Ioku's new business venture had nothing to do with him, and Ioku named the company on his own. Given the company's name comes from Dragon Ball, it seems Ioku is keen on handling Dragon Ball affairs, but Shueisha would be hard-pressed to ditch Goku without a fight. And I'm gonna be honest, I, I get it that this Ioku dude has been hardcore in the dragon room and all that stuff, but yo, they're not gonna allow homie to just walk away with all these rights to do these things. Like, yeah, he got another thing coming. Those lawyers are going to attack like monsters. So we will see, but <laughs> there's a possibility that if there's any Dragon Ball projects in development at this time, they're probably going to be put on ice for a while because this is going to get ugly. And while we're talking about Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball wraps Future Trunks' reunion with Future Gohan. Dragon Ball fans are getting the thrill of seeing the iconic Dragon Ball Z characters Future Trunks and Future Gohan get another moment in the spotlight. Future Trunks has one of the more convoluted character arcs of any Dragon Ball character. Being from a potential future of the Dragon Ball universe puts an asterisk over Future Trunks' entire backstory between Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball Super. There have been two Future Trunks characters from two different futures. One where Dr. Jiro's androids ran amok and slaughtered the Z Fighters. And one where former Kai Zamas became Goku Black and laid waste to multiple worlds and timelines. In both versions of Future Trunks, it tends to be a major canon event that an older version of Gohan was his mentor. And the original DBZ android saga future gohan ended up being one of the last men standing among the z fighters losing one arm and gaining some serious facial scars in his battles ever since some minor flashback sequences in dbz future gohan has had a fan club hoping we get to see a bigger role from his hard edge version of gohan so far the closest we've come is seeing gohan level up in the recent dragon ball super superhero movie the dragon ball superheroes promo anime just finished its supreme kai of time arc a much bigger twist on dragon ball super's tournament of power arc a former Supreme Kai of Time, Aos, and the current holder of the job, 
Kronoa came into conflict and chose the resolution of a tournament of fighters gathered from across the Dragon Ball multiverse. Naturally, the framework of Dragon Ball Superheroes' latest arc has allowed for some of the wildest fights of the series I've ever seen, and that's really saying something. The particular arc took the fan service battle matchup so far that at one point it was Goku's father figure, Grandpa Gohan, versus his mentor, Master Roshi. That's how... Wow, that's crazy. The Supreme Kai of Time arc has also settled one of his biggest debates over the Dragon Ball franchise, namely which is stronger, Ultra Instinct versus Super Saiyan 4. Turns out that Dragon Ball Super's Goku and his Ultra Instinct was able to best Dino Goku in his Super Saiyan 4 form, suggesting that the focus edge of UI is greater than the harness fury of a Saiyan Great Ape combined with the limit break of a Super Saiyan. And yeah, Super Dragon Ball Heroes is always, uh, you know, throwing a curveball. You never know what you're going to see on there. Moving forward, Demon Slayer's third season announces a Netflix release. Demon Slayer's third season saw Tanjiro, Nezuko, and several other members of the Demon Slayer Corps attempting to face down two of the strongest lieutenants in the employ of the Demon Lord Muzan. The Swordsmith Village arc might have left the likes of Inosuke and Zenitsu on the sidelines, but it walked away as one of the most action-packed anime seasons of 2023. Now following its initial release, Demon Slayer Season 3 has announced it will be arriving on Netflix later this year. Demon Slayer Season 3 is set to arrive on Netflix next month, September 28th. Since its initial arrival, Demon Slayer's anime has been topping the charts on streaming services around the world as the story of Tanjiro has struck a chord amongst the anime fan community. Thanks to its popularity, it should come as no surprise that a fourth season of the anime from Ufotable has been confirmed. But yes, the Swordsmith Village arc is coming to Netflix on September 28th. Look forward to it. Pokemon Live Action Drama announced... It looks like Pokemon is moving ahead with a big new project. While the company finishes up its first round of DLC for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet behind the scenes, new reports have Pokemon fans looking to the television. After all, TV Tokyo confirmed it has a Pokemon live-action drama in the works, and it will debut this October. According to new reports, the live-action drama is considered to be a first of its kind. The show, which will be called Fill Your Pockets with Adventure, is set to debut October 19th. It is being toted as a Pokemon human drama, as the main character is a human who tackles the challenges of adulthood with Pokemon. Pokemon on hand, so if you want a brief rundown of the drama story, keep on reading. The new Pokemon series will tell the story of Madoka Agaki, a recent college graduate who quits her job in a port town to move to the bustling city of Tokyo. It is there Madoka joins an advertising agency focused on adventure. As she begins working, Madoka finds herself disillusioned by life in the city, but things take a turn when her mom sends a care package. The box contains Madoka's old Game Boy with Pokemon Red included, and our heroine soon discovers some important life lessons from the hit game. As for the show's case, we know Madoka will be played by a familiar face, Nanase Nishino, will bring the heroine to life. The J-pop fans will know the girl as a former member of Nogizaka 46. I was surprised to receive this offer just days after I told a friend that I'd like to work on something related to Pokemon someday. I'm very happy because I'm a fan of the generation that grew up with Pokemon, having played most of the series from the first to the latest. As the title suggests, the theme of the game is adventure, so you'll be able to watch Madoka and her friends evolve over the course of their adventures. If you've played Pokemon before, you'll enjoy this show because it's peppered with little tidbits that will make you think, this is nostalgic. I think you will enjoy these little tidbits that are scattered throughout. And I don't know, that doesn't sound the most appealing, like, hey, I got a Game Boy of Pokemon Red, I don't know, I mean, I got a, maybe it is kind of relatable now I think about it, I just recently got an emulator and I've been playing Pokemon Yellow, hmm, I don't know. Okay people, let's tone it down with the weekly Shonen Jump author comments of this week. 
No weekly Shonen Magazine ones. Not a shocker. Starting off with Kill Blue by Tadatoshi Fujimaki. I don't really feel worthy, but I'm so happy to get cover and color pages. Thanks to all of you. I'll keep striving to improve. New Age Exorcist Kota Kawaii. I had grilled shiitake with salt and lime juice. It was wonderful. Give it a try. Cypher Academy's Yuji Iwasaki. Uh, I take an hour-long walk every day while using the Tadataka Ino Step Counter app. Apparently, it will take me over 10 years to walk from one end of Japan to the other. Mission Yosakura family's Hitsuji Gandaira. Just thinking about how I'm going to get to see Hanyu do a lot of cool things from now on is entertaining in and of itself. Uh, My Hero Academia's Kohei Horikoshi. It should have been Sukuyami instead of Dark Shadow. I'm so sorry, Tokoyami and all... Might. It should have been Sukuyomi instead of Dark Shadow. Gotcha. Uh, Blue Box by Koji Miura. I went to the Civilization Celebration Party. Thanks to all the manga artists who talked with me. Hey, you're a pretty successful uh, series. You know, congrats. Sakamoto Days, uh, Yuto Suzuki. Congratulations, Tabata Sensei. I'm looking forward to the winter issue of Jump Giga. Uh, somebody's showing love to our guy, Tabata. That, I ain't gonna lie, that caught me off guard. Shout outs to Yuto Suzuki. It's, I don't know, got me emotional for a moment. Like, somebody's showing love to the god. Shout outs to Tabata. Uh, Witch Watch, Kentura Shinohara. I went to the serialization party for the first time in forever. It was so fun to talk to all my fellow manga artists. Gege Akutami Jujutsu Kaisen. Apparently, there's no such thing as Japanese phrase Mawo Subusu to crush space. Sumeru to stuff something does exist though. Akane Banashi Takamasa Moe. I went home for the first time in a while and my dad had turned my old room into his gaming room. Dad gotta live too, you know what I'm saying? Alusa Samurai Yusei Matsui. If you work with a pen, you get a callus on your middle finger. If you work digitally, you get it on your pinky. I wish I could tell Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> Uh, Martial Master Asumi by Kawada. I've been creating this series fully digital. It's really convenient and I don't think I can go back to pen and ink. Pen and ink, you know, still still dope. Um, Undead Unlocked Yoshifumi Tezuka. I went to the serialization party. Keep it a secret that I forgot to buy a belt and was holding my pants up with a cord from a plastic bag. My guy. Don't worry, I hold my pants up with my freaking hands sometimes when I forget my belt. I'll be there like, yo, I have my hands in my pockets holding the insides of my pants up. Like, it'd be wild. Uh, me and Roboko Shuhei Miyazaki, I participated in the uh, serialization celebration party. I was so happy to meet many of the manga artists for the first time. I'm just a fan. Okay. <laughs> the Ichinose family, Deli Sins. Did everyone have a great summer vacation? Please enjoy chapter 39. <laughs> Tenmaku Cinema, Shun Saiki. I was so happy to get to see the fireworks at the Jingu fireworks show, but then I got COVID. Thank goodness there was a week off. Jeez. I hope you're better. Fabricant 100, Daisuke Onoshima. Volume 3 is scheduled to go on sale in Japan, 9-4. It also includes a one-shot. Please go check it out. Do retry, Jun Kirarazaka. The Sakurazaka game is popular at my studio. I like Hono-chan. So cute. And last but not least, I just had gills. Ikuohachia. My friend sent me meat and cleaning supplies to celebrate my civilization. Thank you so much. And like I said before, it's not good that they're at the bottom. This might mean that the next canceled series will be Icehead Gill. I don't know though. We'll see. And yeah, those were the weekly Shonen Jump author comments. Always a treat. But let's close this bad boy off with the top 50 best-selling manga of the week, courtesy of Joseph underscore Ke. And we start off with 50 through 41. Let's see here. Oshinoko Volume 3, 11.1, 670k total. Not bad, not bad. Oshinoko Volume 4, 11.6, 689k total. A lot of uh, Oshinoko still on this list. Uh, Legend of the Galactic Heroes Volume 27 in 3 days, 11.6. That's a classic manga. Osh- or a classic, I think it was an anime first, right? 
Forgive me if I'm off on that. Uh, Oshino Cold Volume 10, 2, 9. All doing about 11.9 to 12.1K a piece. Places 40 through 31. Oshino Ko, Oshino Gaj, Lee, what the hell? Volumes 11, 8, and 7 of Oshino Ko. All doing again 12.1 to 12.4. Good on Oshino Ko, I guess. Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 21, 12.6. Doing 1.6 total thus far. Amazing numbers, man. Jujutsu Kaisen. Bringing in the big bucks for jump. Uh, Oshino Ko Volume 6, 12.7, bringing his total to 607k. Made in Abyss, Volume 12, in 21 days, 129k. Good on them. Uh, volume 5 of Oshino Ko, 13.2. It's starting to go down, so maybe the hype is starting to die down from the anime. <laughs> like the sales are, you know, they're still charting, don't get me wrong, but maybe it's starting to slowly go down. Not that I wanted to, but it's it's notable. Uh, Mao by Rumiko Takahashi, creator of Inuyasha, Rama One Half, and all those classics. In uh, three days, 13.6k. Uh, Oshino Ko Volume 1, 13.9 this week, bringing in total 820k. Blue Lock, latest volume, 25, 14.5, bringing in total 330,000. Not bad, not bad, not bad. Blue Box, Volume 11, in 17 days, 97k. So in a little over two weeks, almost 100k. Good numbers, good numbers. They need that anime soon, very soon. Our Black Butler, Volume 33, in 25 days, uh, 54k with 16.6 this week. Then we got 20 through 11. Jujutsu Kaisen Volume 22, 16.9 this week, bringing his total to 1.498, aka 1.5. Good stuff. Let's see here. Keep going. Kingdom Volume 69, 20K this week, bringing his total to 533K. Oshino Ko Volume 12. God damn, man. Oshino Ko. 400K total uh, with 22.5 this run. Uh, Dragon Ball Super 21 and 17 days 140k. I ain't gonna lie, definitely a notable dip. Back in the Bardock volumes, it was doing about a buck something, buck 20, buck 40 in about a week. So definitely a notable dip, and it's to be expected considering the contents. Like this is a like prequel thing of Trunks and Goten daily life stuff to the Dragon Ball superhero movie. So yeah. And we got top 10, top 10, top 10, top 10. Number 9, One Piece 106, 28.3 this week, bringing his total to 1.56. Four Nights of the Apocalypse, volume 13, four days, 29K. Is that, what's her name? No, that's that's probably a newer character, but it kind of looks like, uh, is it Merlin? No, not Merlin. Is it Merlin? I don't know. Yeah, I can't remember from the Seven Deadly Sins. And number 5, Jujutsu Kaisen, volume 23, 38.7 this week, bringing his total to one point. 218 not bad not bad drifters volume 7 after debuting number one last week uh in 11 days now doing 44.9 this week bringing his total to 195 shout out to drifters kaiju number eight volume 10 in 17 days almost 300k with 51.6 this week dope cover there chainsaw man volume 15 in 17 days 315k with 55.8 this volume chainsaw man is doing numbers and then at number one the first volume debut of jojo's part nine jojo's bizarre adventure jojo lands in three days did 93.9 so in a full week it would have done well over 100k that's great they should do bonus you know uh or collectors what is it deluxe volumes they should do that for jojo's i think jojo's fans would turn up for it but yeah that's great um and awesome stuff that was the top 50 best-selling manga of the week courtesy of joe's underscore k it was a Pretty interesting one. That number one of JoJo's was dope to see. But that's all I have for this one. I'm Fnev, and as always, people, have an awesome day. And remember the golden rule. Anime and manga for life, boy. Have an awesome day. Peace in. And you guys just watched another episode of Forever News.
Don't forget to check out The Rise of Tim Roosevelt on all streaming platforms. Top link right here in the comments. Top link everywhere you go. The Rise of Tim Roosevelt. Thank you very much. Stay blessed and have an awesome day. This is for my day one. My day one. This is for my day one. My day one. I would like to thank each and every person that has taken time to listen and provide feedback for my new album that is out right now, The Rise of Tim Roosevelt. You can listen to it on Spotify, iTunes, Apple Music, pretty much anywhere you get your music, you can listen to it. Link in the description below so you could go check it out for yourself. Thank you so much and let's keep on rocking out, you know?